Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Nope. Did you watch that and go, you know what? Staying home. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I need to buy a pool. Right, exactly. And I need a, uh, I need a, a maid. Right. I need all right. of that. I mean, it's absurd. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lochran at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D for those of you podcast listeners out there. Joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS. Eventful night at the Oscars, man. Really exciting stuff going down on a Sunday night. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good. Uh, lost a couple hours sleep just, uh, you know, going down the Will Smith rabbit hole on Twitter, but I uh, feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, whose side are you on? Uh, I'm in the middle, as usual. Um, Why can't I you think, just pick a side, man? This I, is I, America. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that obviously um, it wasn't a good look. I also think the people that are freaking out because someone got open hand slapped in the face are out of their minds. Um yeah, I don't know. It kind of just happened, like kind of no harm, no foul, I think. And I think everybody's wrong as usual. Yeah, I'm on the side of who gives a shit. Yeah, like I'm on, I mean- <laughs> where I'm at is, should Will Smith have done that? No. Can you really blame someone? Because like, I don't know if you saw the clip with like the reaction to the joke. Will Smith laughs at it. And then he sees Jada Pinkett is like pissed. Right. right. So like... Can I do I think Will Smith like needs to go to jail because his wife got pissed off at a joke and he slapped somebody in the face? No, I also don't think that. I, I don't know. No, I just think I just think Hollywood turns people into uh zombies and turns them into to to outright maniacs and then they do crazy stuff. I mean I, I mean say what you want. Everyone everyone Outside of like Denzel, man, Denzel's that guy. He just, yeah, he's just even keeled through and through. But my God, the, the way I kind of think madness. about it, and, and obviously it's not apples to apples because this was like, you know, a nationally televised award show and all of that. But at the same time, like these people all have relationships with each other too. So it's kind of, you know, a similar dynamic where like it's not the first time that Chris Rock and Will Smith have, you know, met each other, I'm sure. But like if you're at a bar, or on the street or whatever, and you make a joke about somebody's wife and the wife takes it personally and the guy's open hand smacks you in the face, but then like nothing, it doesn't escalate, nothing happens. It's just over, right? Like that's, 
that's that's it. Yeah. Like nobody's calling the cops because you got slapped in the face. Nobody's pressing charges. Like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I just think you have to be uh, mildly unstable to do something like that on a live awards show. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, I'm no psychologist, but I, you, you, you have to understand it's comedy. So if he went too far, then he went too far, but it's still comedy. Not every joke lands. So I think there's also there might also be bad blood there because I know there's at if least there's bad blood. Chris Rock's not making that joke. There there is at least one clip on Twitter of Chris Rock just like going at Jada Pickett Pinkett uh, previously and like when she wasn't like it was actually a joke about how like I don't remember the exact joke. But it was like uh, Jada Pinkett was mad about something and he was like uh, Jada Pinkett boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Yeah. So like I don't know like and that's kind of the thing like it's not the first time that they've met each other, I'm sure. So there's there could be some dynamic there that you don't know either. Yeah, I, whatever. Everyone, people are saying that you're correct, but it, the problem is you don't. Of course I'm correct. Says, I didn't take a side. I said everybody's insane. No, that there might be bad blood. Yeah, oh, OK. I, I think the, uh, the you want to know my take on it. Here's my take. Uh, nobody gives a shit about award shows anymore. They're stupid. Who cares what Hollywood actors and actresses have to say? I certainly don't. Nothing they say ever means anything to me whatsoever. And if COVID didn't prove that while well, they sat in their luxurious mansions and told us to stay home while people lost their livelihoods, then nothing else did. So ultimately, I don't care. I won't be tuning into the Oscars or the Grammys or the Critics' <laughs> Choice or whatever the hell else there is any year after this, never did before. None of it means anything to me. It shouldn't mean anything to you. And uh, well, here you go. You, you got your... If Amy Schumer is hosting next Grammys, maybe I'll tune in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really, I really don't care. And the truth is, Adam, most people don't. Last year had the lowest ratings ever for Grammys, and uh, I don't think it's really going to bolster ratings. I'm not saying that's why they did this, but like it's popular after the fact because everybody's watching the clip, right? Right. I'm, I'm sure whoever is whoever's job relies on Oscar ratings is not upset that happened. I don't think. Like, I, I think it was real, but. I'm sure that they aren't sitting there like, oh, no, we need to. I wish that hadn't happened. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm just saying, ultimately, I, that happened. If it didn't happen, no one would be talking about the Oscars at all. Oh, so, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, and it's not just Hollywood actors and actresses that I don't take my, you know, my cues from. I don't care what politicians have to say either. <laughs> I don't care what like 99.99% of people have to say. It's very hard to, right. But it's very hard to take, you know, like moral uh, cues and, and, and advice from people who uh, are in the, you know, the most comfortable positions imaginable, right? Sure. Like, who cares? And I'm not saying that some of them don't say things that aren't relevant sometimes, but it's very easy to sit, you know, on a throne and say, well, yeah, I think we should really all be doing this. Okay, you do it too then. You know, lead by example, pal. That's all I'm saying. If that was The Rock instead of Chris Rock, that wouldn't have happened. I, I mean, I don't think The Rock would have made the joke either, so. I mean, look, Chris Rock handled it pretty well. I, I thought Chris Rock, in real time, handled that phenomenally. As good as possible. Yeah. He's like, I just got slapped by Will Smith. He was, you just saw the best moment in TV history. <laughs> yeah. 
Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie P said, you can't joke about certain things, man. This is real life. Y'all crazy. Dude, I, I get it. But you also just can't go around hitting people because they said something that offended you. Like, right. I don't care that Will Smith did it. I'm telling you right now. That, that's I, where I'm at. I really don't. So maybe I'm with you on the, the middle ground. thing. Like, I really don't care that he did it. Uh, and maybe we don't know all of the background on this, but just to, it's I don't know if it's as black and white as everyone's acting. So maybe I, I'm coming I, up. That, that, I, that's where I'm at. Like, was like if, if someone cracks the joke, are you supposed to go slap them? No. What he did was wrong. Right. Is it like within the the realm of like, obviously he lost his head at the moment, but like it wasn't like it was some why he didn't like walk up there and like shoot him or just like beat the shit out of him. He just kind of walked up, <laughs> slapped him and walked away. Um, oh, you know, could you was... imagine if he just laid him out? And... <laughs> that would have been amazing. But like, I don't know. Yeah, to me, it's just one of those like people do things in the heat of the moment. That was when you consider like heat of the moment reactions. It's certainly a somewhat normal, acceptable reaction that when somebody makes fun of your wife and she clearly is pissed off about it, that you react. Let me ask you something. I, because I, I know nothing about all this Hollywood stuff and, and I'm fine with that. But so is it, I was seeing this ever. So Jade, did Jada cheat on him? Like she was cheating on Will Smith? I, I don't follow it. So she definitely, yes. Was but like, he I don't, and I, is that why he But did? I don't know if it was like, an, I, I don't know if it was like open relationship bullshit or just open relationship for her because she wanted it and he didn't. Like, I, right. I, don't, I don't know any of that stuff other than like, yeah, she's But cheating. does he feel like he was cocked? Because probably, that could be I mean, Jordan shaking is nodding his head. Yes, you think so, Jordan, Jordan would know better than me. I have no idea. Looking up with while they're married. Uh, we'll see that 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 explains some things here. OK, so and, he, and here's one take I disagree with. Uh, and I get it. But like so Christopher Mabry said it would be acceptable if he hadn't laughed at the joke and then got mad when he looked at her and saw she was mad. That's just him trying to please his wife exactly like because he did he laughed at the joke and then he saw her reaction was like oh shit she like is pissed the none of this was about will smith like he can think the joke was funny he's not not he didn't hit chris rock because he didn't think the joke was funny like to me that's completely normal that it's like oh, okay you just like offended my wife you know fuck it's, you no it's not it's kind of weird to laugh at that and then look at your wife and be like oh you don't think it's funny now i need to do something like that's kind of weird the, the part that i think is weird is that then it escalated to that you know, like he went from like laughing to being on stage in like, you know, 15 seconds. That part's weird, like how quick the how quick like the flip switched. But I don't think it's weird to like if you just put yourself in a social situation and you're like, oh, I thought that was funny. And then you're like, oh, shit, don't say that again, because it it apparently wasn't funny. Right. Uh, El Negro Logo says, Lafayette, you're at a bar and we're getting the basketball right now. Don't worry. you're at a We had I mean, we had to. You're at a bar or restaurant and someone says something disrespectful to your wife. Do you or do you not slap the shit out of the dude? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not the same situation. And I'm it, sorry. It's that you not, guys, but it kind of is. It's not. If if there is, hold on a second. If there's no history between the two of you, it's it's different. If there's history here, then fine. If I'm at a comedy show and somebody makes a joke about my wife and it's a comedy show, no, I understand that in many of you may disagree with this, but this is how I, I see it. I understand that there are no lines in comedy. Now, if you say something that's like, you know, hey. Your wife's a, a fat pig or something like that. She's not, by the way. But like, you say something wild, like just blatantly. It, 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 there's you need context to this. You need right. context and, to this. And yeah. that's all I'm saying, like, well, I well, which I why. agree with. That, that's why I said it's kind of similar, because I'm sure there is context that we don't know. Like if that's whatever, the case, then yeah, whatever their history is. And also just that like like we view it and we're like you're at the oscars like why would you react like or how could you react like that whatever to these people that have like they're you know hollywood stars they're always at events like this like it's just like a, to, to them that's a semi-normal like being at a high-end restaurant for us right no i get it but chris rock is a comedian sure but it also wasn't like the roast of jada pinkett I get it, but was so did he not make jokes about anybody else in the audience? I'm sure he did, but I, I I don't know that he made jokes about them losing their hair when they have a hair loss disease. Does he definitely know that she had al alopecia? Or whatever I have no it is? idea. I would I would assume that's what I'm saying. So right. I can't answer. Right. If someone right. comes up, if someone comes up to my wife and is like, "Hey, let me take that hog for a ride," you know, <laughs> then yeah, well, yes, of course you're gonna get hit. Of course, that's that's so much different though that's right. so much different right so whatever anyway yeah. what if it was just fake I, any is there any doubt is there any possibility in your mind that it was just fake pretty close to zero percent okay. because they and somebody made the point in chat they had to cut the like the the live feed for like 45 seconds because will smith was screaming at him from the audience yeah don't and, talk about my fucking wife yeah that, right yeah, yeah i yeah. saw the he, uncut he, he my wife's name out of your fucking mouth um and also like it just wasn't a good look for either of them it would be really weird for like will smith and chris rock to care enough about the oscars to be like yeah we're both gonna make ourselves look like assholes in front of everybody to sort of maybe help your ratings right right uh, all i'm all i'm saying is like it, if you don't if we have no idea any of the context and i think we still a lot of times don't in this we like we still don't then I, I at this point who cares right but it's fun to talk about fun to talk about they if this was let's just say adam let's just say it was fake not saying it was and who cares if even if i am like i mean this is not a conspiracy theory i'd you know who gives but if it was fake heck of a job right everyone's talking about it hell of a job yeah yeah but it's it's one of those like if it was fake it benefited people that are not will smith and chris rock yeah i guess so Ah, uh, Chris Will Smith still won a Grammy, right, or an Emmy, or whatever, whatever. So th this is another one. Is. If you if you smack someone in a bar for disrespecting an your Oscar? wife, you're leaving in cuffs. No, you're not. Uh, I mean, dep it depends what happens after that. If, yeah. if 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 what if what happened last night happens at a bar, like ninety nine percent of the time, nothing is happening. You're just 
being escorted out of the restaurant. Yeah. Nobody's calling the cops. Also, nobody's pressing depends, charges. It depends. Is it a dive bar? Is this like an upscale place where everyone's right. wearing, you know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, like if if all that happens is like you slap somebody, they nothing escalates from there. The cops are not called. Like, I don't know. People act like every single altercation at a bar, the police are just standing outside waiting. No, for but it depends what kind of bar it is. If it's sure. a bunch yeah. of rich people and you open hand slap the shit out of someone, and and you know, a lot of people are gonna oh, 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 right and call the cops on you while a bunch of weirdos try and do a citizen's arrest. Yeah, so I mean, even that, like, I assume, and obviously, I spend a lot more time in dive bars, but like. I assume that you're just getting security being like, okay, like, here's your bill. Get out. Right. Probably. And most of the bars I go to, you just leave. Yeah, it would exactly. Escalate after yeah. That. They're just like, get... the thing is though, it, it would escalate. There's no right. Yeah, for sure. Escalate. The, the person that you slapped in the face probably isn't going to just eat it and say like, yeah, okay. I crossed the line. You're right. Right. All right. Let's talk some basketball. Happy to have you guys with us. Thanks for not leaving. I mean, come on, everyone enjoys a good old uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, slap him in the face during the the Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah, Oscars. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel, almost at 75,000 subs. And uh, if you want, join down below. Get the free Super Chats each month, the custom emojis, uh, those sweet badges that you see in chat right now. And uh, we'll always prioritize your questions and comments with our Discord members as well. And we'll do some cool stuff. Jordan, let's set up some more stuff. Uh, like the bracket that we did, you know, let's get some more perks in there because why not? All right, let's, um, let, let, let's do this. Denver and Charlotte. First question here. Do we have some, how much good value do we have right now? Given that it looks like you're going to have a decent amount out for Boston, uh, a decent amount out for golden state and, and maybe a couple other teams as well. Dude, you can't ask me overarching slates on the morning show. I haven't looked. I'm saying like anytime you have Boston without, Likely Al Horford, Robert Williams is already out. Jason Tatum said he might not play. And then Otto Porter, not that that matters as much, but uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are doubtful for Golden State. So it's definitely going to open some things up. Yeah, there, there's going to be plenty available. Like Boston, the boss, like you said, the Boston guys are either resting or may rest. Golden State is resting. OKC and Portland are playing. Um, yeah, there, there, there's going to be, and it's a nine game slate in late March. There, Indiana's playing. Uh, there, there's going to be plenty of value. All right. Well, let's kick it off then with the Denver Nuggets, <clears throat> excuse me, on the road against the Charlotte Hornets. So Denver Nuggets here, three and a half point favorites coming over to the East Coast. And as we've seen pretty much every time, it's basically just Jokic here. Now, let me ask you a two-parter. One, Nikola Jokic in this matchup, it is a good matchup. Fast-paced team, not a great defense, but Charlotte can keep a game competitive, and I assume that they will. Pace up spot for Denver, 232 and a half total. A lot of low totals on this slate, too. Jokic, obviously a great play, but given the matchup, given the, the good matchup, do you think there's any tournament options outside of Jokic that make sense today for Denver? Not really. Uh, so there's a couple things that work against the rest of Denver for one, just the normal, you know, Jokic does everything. And the pricing here is just not really incorrect on anybody. I don't think, um, you know, Barton and Gordon's price have come up a little bit. Highland at times is playing a bit more, but he's priced for that. Um, the, the only actually really the only pieces that I guess I would mention in tournaments are in lineups where you don't have Jokic. You can certainly go to cousins at 4,100 and just hope that you get 
you know, 18 minutes and that he smashes Charlotte's front court. That could certainly happen. Um, and then if Jermichael Green is out, maybe you get a few more minutes for a $3,600 Jeff Green. But I assume we're just going to have much, much better value than that. And then the other reason why typically, especially, you know, if you're playing only a few lineups and you're really paying attention to like who goes in each individual lineup, you're probably not going to really want to be rolling the dice on these on the mediocre Denver plays anyway, because it's the first game of the night. You have so much stuff after this that could end up opening up and giving you uh, more value. So you're going to want more flexibility. What about on Charlotte then? Because and and by the way, I, I don't think I need to say it twice, but Nikola Jokic, very, very good player against the Charlotte Hornets, correct? Yeah, phenomenal spot. One of the best plays on the slate, no doubt about it. Um, highest projected guy by a pretty decent margin. So LaMelo is just a really interesting candidate for tournament purposes each day because he's kind of at that no man's land price where it's not going to get him a lot of ownership, but he's going to be a little bit on. Uh, and his minutes are somewhat in flux but you're seeing him play a lot more recently now they are on the second of a back-to-back after that road win in brooklyn but he's played 39 34 and 37 minutes over his last three uh and look solid usage his three-point shooting has been lights out and you're gonna get good peripherals from him can we look towards some Lamelo here today even though he's you know never gonna be a priority yeah like you said not a priority but um always a really high ceiling. I mean, you only have to go back to last night to see it play out. He was like, I know he was seven or 8% in some of the higher stake stuff. I think 12% in, in large field on DraftKings and just ha- always has the ability to go for 55, 60 DraftKings points, but his ownership is always relatively low right now. We have him projected for 10% just because um, for one, he's relatively expensive and there are guys that look a little bit more underpriced. And for two, you can never really count on him playing 37 or 38 minutes, but it happens often enough that it makes him interesting in tournaments. So um, I, I like him as a tournament play, but not somebody that, that I'm building around. What about the rest of Charlotte? I don't, think there's a lot of priorities there, but I do think that 7,600 on Rogier, 5K on Washington, 4,600 on Plumlee, those are all decent prices. Um, I've mentioned it with Washington before that his rates do go down playing the four alongside Plumlee or, or Harrell, um, but it's still a cheap enough price tag for somebody playing 30 plus minutes that he has a path to success. We know the type of upside Rogier gives you. Bridges has a high ceiling. So I think it's kind of just, they, they all look pretty similar to me, all of the starters, where I'm not prioritizing them. I'm not pointing to any individual one and saying like, I think this guy is a phenomenal play, but they're just all pretty solid tournament options. Like you have three and a half percent ownership going to Plumlee. We have more than 7% chance of being optimal. I would think that if he can avoid foul trouble, they're going to want him out there for a lot of minutes. We have LaMelo going slightly uh, under-owned, Bridges slightly over-owned, Martin at 4% ownership, Rogier at 6%, Washington at 3%. It's just a bunch of guys that are not priorities, but that you can certainly use uh, as a low-owned piece to get some upside in your lineups while being contrarian. Eman the man, or Iman the man, said, don't forget to slap the like button. You know, that was a missed opportunity on my part. Good job there. That was that was solid, uh, and I absolutely missed out on that opportunity. So, nice one. Orlando and Cleveland, very low total here. No Jalen Suggs for the Orlando Magic today. The ownership that we have projected, for, like aggregate ownership, we we, had, we don't have anybody above 1%. Like Wendell Carter's at 1.1% right now. That's the highest projected owned player on all of the Orlando Magic. I think that makes sense. I mean, the pricing has come up pretty much across the board. The matchup against Cleveland isn't very appealing. 104 implied total is 
just ridiculously low. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, Carter's at 8,300. Anthony's at 7K. Franz Wagner's at 6,100. Even Bamba's up to 6,200. I really see nothing from this team that I'm interested in. I think the most interesting part right now about Cleveland is what to do with Karis LeVert because he comes into the starting lineup and plays, what did he play, like 36 minutes? 30, how many? 36 minutes. And then you had J.B. Bickerstaff saying, uh, what was it, for Friday? Was it Friday? I don't know. If it, I don't remember what day it was. But he was like, all right, we're going to play our starters uh, big minutes today, which is hilarious because, the like, what, are you going to play Garland for 48 <laughs> minutes now? It didn't make a lot of sense. But if Karis LeVert's a starter now and you're going to get 36 minutes out of him. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At 5,600, that definitely makes him a little bit more intriguing than he was when he was getting 24 minutes off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is definitely a starting lineup to pay attention to because what we've got in the last couple of games is you had the Toronto game. And before that game, Bickerstaff said, Levert's not on a minutes limit. And that was the game where he said that they were going to play it, you know, play their starters heavy minutes, all of that. They moved Kevin Love into the starting lineup. Then Lamar Stevens played ahead of Karis Levert for whatever reason. Not surprisingly, they lost the game. Um, but then last game, you had Levert replace Love in the starting lineup, play 36 minutes. For now, I just assume that's going to be the starting lineup. And if that is the starting lineup, it makes $5,600 Karis Levert look very good at that price tag. It also hurts Darius Garland because now he's playing more minutes alongside Karis LeVert, which is not going to be uh, not going to be good for him. You know, it's not like it's going to kill his value, but you have a rising price on Garland at the same time that LeVert is moving into the starting lineup. Granted, you did get 44 minutes from Garland last game, but you're obviously not going to project that. Um, and then, you know, Evan Mobley is going to look OK. He's got more rebounding opportunities and all of that. Uh, Laurie Markkinen looks okay. It also, if Love comes off the bench, makes it really difficult to get to Love at 6,200. Now, if they go back for whatever reason, if like Love starts and Levert comes off the bench, then it's a situation where Love looks really good at 6,200 and you could still take some shots on Levert at 5,600 thinking maybe he plays like 30 minutes off the bench like Ricky Rubio used to. But assuming they go with the same starting lineup they did last game, I think Levert looks like the clear top guy from Cleveland. Mobley looks fine. Um, and then, you know, I don't like a whole lot else. Okay. I'm with you on that. I mean, at, at this point, what do you think is an appropriate price point for Garland if Levert's playing 36 minutes? Like, should it be um, high nines? Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking somewhere in the nines because he's still going to, Garland's still going to play a ton of minutes and he's right. not going to be bad. But now you're kind of back to that situation where like, 
you know, you could kind of say that Karis LeVert is Colin Sexton to some extent. And clearly Garland's never going to be a 10K player when he's playing alongside Sexton. Um, I actually want to see what those rates look like. So with Sexton on the floor this year before he got hurt, Garland had averaged 0.92 DraftKings points per minute, 25% usage rate, 36% assist percentage. With Lavert on the floor this year, Garland, that is not right. Garland has, damn it, it keeps like, it keeps putting Levert on, and then before I can read the numbers, it just like takes him back off. I know it does that sometimes. Yeah. I'm not really sure why. Okay, so all I've gotten is that he's averaged Garland's averaged 1.07 DraftKings points per minute. Maybe the fourth time I do it, I'll be able to catch what the usage rate is. 27% <laughs> usage rate, 34.5% assist percentage. So um, still not quite, I mean, better production than when he was playing with Sexton, but still lower rates than when he's playing without Levert. So, uh, Levert also had more potential assist than Garland last game, which is shocking. Yeah, um, that, and that's definitely something to keep an eye on because I'm, I don't know if you if you remember, but when Levert came over, there was like a lot of talk about, you know, who, who's going to have the ball in their hands. And Levert said that he was looking forward to playing off ball and like he likes playing that role and, and all that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what role he actually plays as he gets more minutes. Agreed. All right, let's talk about Atlanta and the Indiana Pacers. What's the total on this one? We're at 235. Yeah. Uh, we are waiting on Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari. Didn't practice. He didn't practice yesterday. So just keep a watch on that to see whether or not he's active against the tanking Indiana Pacers. But right now, I guess we just assume that these guys are in. Uh, and if that's the case, like if all of these guys play, I don't really see a ton outside of Trey Young. I mean, are there some, I guess, somewhat viable price points against a bad Indiana team that's like awful defense, plays at an elevated pace? Yeah, I think so. Both defenses are bad, but Trey Young definitely stands out here as he should in a spot like this. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, even if these guys are in, Young looks very good. I mean, 10,800 is relatively expensive, but it's a great spot. We know that his production goes up without John Collins. And then if Bogdanovich does happen to sit, you're getting obviously all of the minutes without Collins or Bogdanovich, which means even more production for Young. He's averaged over one and a half DraftKings points per minute without those guys on the floor this year. Absolutely awful Indiana team. Uh, the game being in Indiana is nice. It makes it a little bit more likely that it's competitive to the end. Also, Atlanta's just not that good. So like they certainly could blow them out, but um there's there's a pretty good chance this just ends up being one of those games where like Atlanta wins, Trey Young does great, but it never really gets out of hand. So I really really like Young. I think Capella is interesting as well. Um, Indiana just doesn't have a front court really. I mean Goga may or may not play. We know that uh, Jackson is out. Turner obviously is out. So there's just not really much going on in the front court. You can get plenty of. Um, you know, rebounds for, for Capella here, plenty of offensive rebounds, plenty of putbacks, but then also you're talking about just a, basically a G league team where there's a good chance you get more steals and blocks from Capella as well. So um, I do think in tournaments, Capella at 6,400 looks like a pretty interesting option. You know, what's funny about Indy is you have a lot of guys who are out you know, starting with Malcolm Brogdon, Isaiah Jackson is still out with the headaches. Chris Duarte's out. Goga Batadze is questionable, but it's really not, it's not having a big impact on ownership at all because, you know, Halliburton's still north of 9K. Batadze, if he plays, is almost 6K now. Justin Anderson's at $4,700. Like, all of these guys are getting priced up to kind of uh, 
to kind of mirror what this team is doing lately with sitting guys like Brogdon. Yeah, it's not the mo- it's not the easiest team to get to, even with them being shorthanded, because they have been for so long. Um, you know, Halliburton's still really expensive. If you want to get to him in tournament lineup, sure, but there's plenty of of you know other options to get to. Uh, Heald should play a lot of minutes. Averages around the fantasy point per minute. Certainly playable at 7,500, but I wouldn't say a priority. Um, if Goga plays at 5,700, I would expect him to be playing like 26 to 28 minutes. It would make him look like a solid option. If he's out, Smith looks a bit better at 5,900. Uh, Terry Taylor at 4,200, you know, certainly could pick up some more minutes as well. He played about 28 minutes last game. So the the injury news on Indiana does certainly make a difference because if Goga is out, then you have a lot more front court minutes to go around. If Washington is out, then... You know, potentially you're getting more minutes for Lance Stevenson, for Justin Anderson. Uh, Kiefer Sykes was in the rotation last game. So assuming those guys are in, I wouldn't say that there are really priorities, but I do think that Goga healed. And I, I think Goga and healed probably look the best. If Goga's out, I think Smith and Taylor probably look the best. I do too, because Jalen Smith played 30 minutes last game and didn't close because they were down by 100. Uh, so the final four minutes of that game went to Terry Taylor. Uh, the fact, the fact that he came in with like seven minutes left and then played three minutes suggests that you might've seen 34 minutes from Jalen Smith at the five. Yeah, I think you, you definitely could have, um, one thing mentioned in chat just now that I just wanted to clarify um Arkathelza said he'd rather pay down for a Kongu because they may take it easy on Capella tonight. I mean, if the game blows out, Sure, but Atlanta needs to win. They're not going to yeah. go out there and screw around with Indiana and say like, "Oh yeah, we're just going to play Clint Capella twenty four minutes because we want you to." Don't mail this in when when you don't mail this in when you're the ten seed. Yeah. Right, right. Like yeah, if if you think this game's going to like it's a seven point spread, if you want to decide that this game's going to be over in three quarters, go for it. I'm not doing that. But um, there's no chance in hell that the game plan coming in today is to just you know limit Clint Capella. No, I mean they're three and a half games ahead of the Knicks, but. There's still what? What do we still have? Like eight games to go? So I think they probably lock it up, but still, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't think this in a blowout, sure. And maybe like a little earlier in a blowout, but yeah. Well, even is, that, I mean, it's like what what's the reason? It's not like they played yesterday or, or anything. Right. Like, no, no, no. I, I'm with you. I'm saying if it's a blowout, then yeah, but it, it that's that would be the same thing if this was middle of the season, too. Right. Like if you're going in saying like, I think Clint Capella is going to play less minutes, then you probably don't want to be playing like Trey Young either. Trey or any, or any right. starter. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Uh, Miles Turner to miss the rest of the season. All right. Um, and, and Josh Gillum said if uh, Goga and Washington are out, they'd only have eight bodies. Yeah. Uh, Indiana does have, so like it, it's a tricky team to talk about right now because if we assume that Goga and Washington are in, that nothing like looks great. There's just, you know, some guys you can get to, but they can really quickly turn into a team that has eight bodies. Um, in which case, you know, guys do start to look a lot better just because they have to play a lot of minutes. That being said, you're, you are still talking about some elevated price tags where like Justin Anderson's 4,700 and, you know, Brissett's up to 6K, but everybody would start to look better for sure. Got a super chat from, is it Jorge Jacome? Jacome? George Jacome? I don't know. You tell me, man. Uh, thank you for the super chat. It said, side question. I just joined Not Osmo Plus with Fantasy Cruncher. Do you guys have YouTube video tutorials on how to use the tools besides the lineup? Did you do one? I know Josh did some YouTube to, uh, Fantasy Cruncher videos. Right? D- during COVID, did you do? Josh did. 
Josh did, right? Okay. I, I, I did write-ups that are on the, the page. Okay. Like, if you go to, like, the ownership projections, I'm pretty sure I have, like, just a quick article there. But yep. Josh did videos. Okay, yeah. So we do have, uh, like, if you go to the tools, like, ownership, Adam. I know, yeah, Adam did a couple articles in there. It's right at the top. We have Fantasy Cruncher uh, under, do we still have the Learn tab? Yeah, under the Learn tab. So all of that stuff, uh, for sure. And if, oh, and if you're a member, dude, Premium Discord. Uh, the office hours channel. If you ask in there, uh, you'll have people that'll, that'll help you figure that out as well. All right. And uh, Terry just said he dropped the link to our, U our video section for that uh, in the chat. Uh, we have it in the YouTube playlist. All right, cool. Thanks, Terry. Let's move it on here to Sacramento. And thanks again for the super chat to Sacramento and Miami. The, the Kings are 12 and a half point dogs, 217 and a half point total. De'Aaron Fox remains out. This has been a team that has given us some not like dirt cheap value recently, but you know, Davian Mitchell has been very solid. You have now seen though, Adam, that steep adjustment in price points for the absence of not only Sabonis, but in this case, definitely De'Aaron Fox. So again, you're beginning to see these adjustments that are take that are washing out a lot of value that we've had over the last week. Yeah, and then on top of that, you get a pretty brutal matchup here against Miami. Right. Um, 102, I believe. Yeah, 102 implied total for Sacramento. I, I do think they give you the opportunity to get to some guys in tournaments now. Like, for example, Davion Mitchell has been wildly popular, and then now he's projected to be 1% owned. And I understand why. He's $7,400 facing Miami. But at the same time, this is somebody playing upper 30s in minutes. He played 40 minutes in regulation last game. He's a point-per-minute guy without Fox or Sabonis or Halliburton on the floor this year. Um, but even that kind of like reinforces how marginal of a play he is because let's say he plays 38 minutes at a point per minute you're talking about 38 DraftKings points at 7400 just you know using that average but then this is also a below average matchup against Miami so is he going to get all of the opportunities in the world to give you a massive game sure but it's still pretty unlikely that it happens and that's really I think the case down the line for this team um, Barnes at 6100 DiVincenzo's up to 5500 Jones is at 5k I don't really see a lot that stands out to me from Sacramento. Me neither. Miami, once again, rocking with all of these questionable players. I mean, Butler, surprisingly, not on uh, any injury report yeah. from what I've which is... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Equally surprising, but Tyler Hero, PJ Tucker, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, they're all questionable today. Uh, it is it is a good spot against Sacramento. Who knows how close this game stays? We've seen weirder things, but uh, once again, is this just a Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler type of game for you in Miami, assuming everyone's in? 
assuming everybody's in, they are the clear priorities here. I think that they are the two most mispriced players, and that's reflected in the ownership as well. 22% coming into BAM, 15 to Butler. Um, in tournaments, I mean, those guys are obviously good in tournaments and also possibly in cash. I haven't built a cash lineup yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if you got to one of them. Uh, Hero, Lowry, maybe Tucker at 3,500. Like those guys are all playable in tournaments. I think Lowry, of those three, Lowry at 6,400 is probably the most appealing, followed by Hero, followed by Tucker. But they're like the secondary tournament options, whereas Butler and Bam, I think, are the guys that you kind of build around. All right. Man, there are some unappealing teams today. But I, I think at the same time, this it's what? It's March 28th. We have, but the last day of the season is the, the 10th or the 11th. There, we are going to start seeing some like wholesale changes to what we expect from the morning to the night or from last starting lineup to, to tomorrow. And I, I think it's probably also somewhat important to point out, Adam, that you might begin seeing more teams giving their younger guys that maybe didn't get as many minutes earlier in the year uh, extended run going forward, especially if games aren't close. Um, not everybody, of course, it's, it's obviously it's dependent on team and situation, but I don't know. There's a lot of teams so far that just aren't appealing at all. So let's move on. Yeah. So, well, well to that point, just one, I guess, kind of general thing to mention while I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, not only, you know, and obviously you shouldn't be playing NBA DFS if you're not going to be around the, around the late swap ever, but especially this time of year, just you're lighting money on fire. But also um, to, to your point about young guys playing more, one thing that we have seen, and, and this will come up uh, when we talk about OKC later, but do at least to some extent keep in mind what the general standings are and also like when two bad teams are playing each other because we've already seen it where like when OKC played Orlando um not that the OKC OKC guys were bad plays but they had no incentive to win that game and you basically just saw all of the really popular guys that everybody played not even play down the stretch um so you don't want to get too bogged down in that stuff because it is still kind of like narrative based but that is the kind of something that you actually should be thinking about at least as a tiebreaker this time of year. Absolutely. Yeah. Chicago and the New York Knicks. Let's roll forward here. Chicago minus four and a half against the Knicks, 221 total. We don't really have many injuries, if any relevant ones to speak of today. Uh, it shouldn't be the, the highest scoring game. And, you know, what I say, I feel like I say this every time we talk about it. So just take your pick of the three, if you want any of them, who are all when DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic priced almost identically. Yeah, they all basically look the same. Um, yep. None of them are going to stand out as key pieces you're building around. None of them look overpriced either. So there's certainly players that you're going to get to in some tournament lineups. Levine has the most favorable positional eligibility. He's also the worst point per minute guy of the three. Not that he's bad. He's just not as good as DeRozan and Vooch. Um, so yeah, you're just getting to those guys uh, here and there. What about on the other side? Is there, I know you talk about Mitchell Robinson frequently. Like, is there any tournament value there at you know, less than 1% ownership? Should we look towards, you know, Barrett now that Julius Randle's back in the lineup and Barrett's prices come up even more than it was. It's, it's another weird game with a bunch of, of pretty accurate pricing. Um, yeah, I don't see a whole lot with New York because like, like you're saying, the pricing is pretty accurate. Randall is okay, but it's not like he's underpriced. Certainly has a ceiling at 9,400, but you're not going out of your way to get there. Barrett 
His price tag came up quite a bit with Randall out. Um, he's still playing a ton of minutes. He still certainly could have a good game, but he's not one of the more likely players to do so. Burke's salary came up a bit. Robinson always has upside, but um, pretty much fairly priced. I don't see much from the Knicks. Okay. Neither do I. Neither do I. But I do uh, see a nice deal over there on Yahoo Fantasy Sports, Jordan. Did you know that uh, you get a free month of Awesome Mode Plus Platinum just by signing up using the, our link at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports? I bet you did. And if you didn't, well, you do now and you should take advantage of it because we've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this season to bring you some amazing stuff. And that's one of them. Free month, everything on the site, $90 value. Uh, all you do, you got to use the link, though, if you're signing up at Yahoo's Fantasy and you haven't done so yet. Not to mention, uh, Yahoo has great payout structures, uh, the lowest management fees rake that you're going to find out there anywhere. They do a bunch of free rolls. They do a bunch of like zero rake contests or zero management fee contests, uh, sometimes negative. And all of the tools that we have over at Awesomeo, you can use for Yahoo as well. Ownership tool, the boom bust tool, the lineup builder, the your fantasy cruncher add-on if you wanted to grab that, the boom bust tool, top stacks tool, top pitchers tool with baseball coming up. You name it, we got it all. And this isn't just for basketball, baseball, uh, hockey, MMA, PGA, NASCAR, eSports, all of that stuff included the entire month free for you. Just click the link in the description or the one that Jordan Klein already did or is going to throw in the chat and deposit. It's I think it's still $10. Deposit 10 bucks. They'll give you $10 back in free credit on top of that. So it washes it out. Uh, you're getting it all for free. You just have to enter one paid contest and then you'll hear from us. We'll get you set up. We'll get you into our premium discord, into our office hours channel of access to all of our tools. Use that link in the description. Sign up at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, sponsor of the strategy show. All right. Next up, Boston and Toronto. So Boston is a dog on the road for obvious reasons here. The total in this game, another, this is strikingly low, 213 and a half, but you've got no Robert Williams. Al Horford is doubtful. And Jason Tatum insinuated after yesterday's game too, Adam, that it's possible that he doesn't play. So as of now, I'm just going to assume that he's in, but we know that Williams is out and Al Horford is very unlikely to play. So maybe we go back to Grant Williams who played 28 minutes and did absolutely nothing uh, yesterday. <laughs> Nothing makes you feel dumber than having a bunch of Grant Williams at really high ownership and just watching him do like exactly no. what Grant Williams does. <laughs> but when the thing is like Grant Williams actually isn't even a terrible point per minute guy. No. He's just someone that at least for me, I have very strong biases against. So when I have him at popular at high ownership, it's really annoying when he does poorly. Right. But also if it's Horford and by the way, I feel that the same way about there's a couple guys out there I feel very similar to, to you in that sense, but uh, at, at least here you're probably going to be without Horford or Williams already and Horford, so that's your starting front court. Right. the 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 front court is yeah. You you should have Williams and you should have I'm assuming Tice. Um, so that opens up. I mean, it, it opens up Tice at thirty seven hundred dollars. Uh, makes him look like a pretty good value. He is only center eligible on DraftKings, so that you know, makes it, it makes him a little bit more expensive in terms of, of opportunity cost, but uh, still a, a good point per dollar value. Williams at 4,400, nowhere near the same value that he was yesterday. You know, his salary went up like 25%, but uh, still certainly playable, assuming he's going to get 30 plus minutes. And then if Tatum were to sit, 
that opens up a lot because then you're getting more yeah. usage for Brown. You're getting, uh, you know, more minutes for Derek White. You're potentially getting more Peyton Pritchard as well. So uh, that would obviously have a huge impact. But if we assume he plays, Tatum, Brown, Smart are kind of just all neutral plays. Uh, Tice, I think, is the, the top value. I was honestly surprised Tice was only getting 14% ownership right now because I think it's probably the position. Yeah, without power forward eligibility. You're probably yeah. right. I mean, because you like you you have Jokic on the slate, and then you obviously just have plenty of other good centers too. True. Yeah. Cause he's not a terrible permanent guy. No, not at all. We'll have yeah, to what's see he what at? I mean, he obviously hasn't played much with Boston this year. Um since since coming to Boston, Tice has played 194 minutes. He's at a fantasy point per minute. It's okay with me. Yep. I think you could get 24, 26 minutes out of him tonight. Yeah, I don't really see why not. Maybe. Like, I mean, they, they can always it, – it's a weird matchup too because, like, Toronto plays that, like, big lineup, but it's big in that, like, it's big two through five. It's not that the five is actually big. So, right. like – Boston could play Grant Williams at the five and like, especially if Tatum's in, you go Williams at the five, Tatum at the four, you know, Brown at the three, and then you play like smart Pritchard or smart white or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, one way or the other, I think you get, you know, upper twenties from Daniel Tice. I think it depends if this is just a mail-in game or not. Like if, Tatum, you know, if Tatum sits and it's like, all right, second of it back to back, it's just, it, it's very possible that that's yeah. the case. Well, yeah. And if Tatum, if Tatum sits, then also you're just running out of front court bodies too. Right. And, and they and also have Boston, Luke Cornett. Which... And then Boston becomes insanely appealing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess. I'm not, so. saying, not saying from a DFS standpoint, just from a, uh, a oh, that's the guy standpoint. that screwed Daniel Tice standpoint. Right. Because he is still getting a couple minutes out there. Uh, blowout run, of course. I think all of his recent minutes have just been blowout run. Yeah, I assume he would just slide in and play like, you know, 10, 12 10 minutes, minutes at center. Yep. What about with Toronto? Did you say – they're treating Fred Van Vliet like a starting pitcher in a rain delay the other day. Did you see why he didn't yeah. come back? Yeah, I, it didn't really surprise me. No, um, it's just strange. Like we couldn't, you know, we couldn't keep his his knee warmed up. It just it reminded me of like you know a third inning rain delay where yeah. you don't bring the pitcher back yeah. after an hour delay. Well, because I actually had I had Siakam in my main lineup that night, and when I saw the game was going to restart, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like it was like a 30 point game already. I was like, shit, they're just not even going to bring their starters back. Um, and then like two minutes later, they're like, Fred Van Vliet's not coming back. So then I'm like holding my breath, but it was just Van Vliet. Yeah. So he's technically questionable today. They said he was fine. I, yeah, I'm just telling you that the injury designation is questionable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I forgot Trent. their injury report. I was thinking that was yesterday. Wait, no, he's not, he's not on the injury report. Uh, as of not as of nine thirty, unless they oh, okay. added him. Okay, good, good. Okay, he's not then. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, he's Gary off. Trent. Gary Trent's still on it, right? Yep. Okay, so that's it. So we, we assume Fred Van Vliet's good to go. Gary Trent, uh, questionable for this one against a shorthanded Boston team. Do we get to anyone up top for for Toronto? Nothing really stands out. Um, I mean, right now, assuming Trent is in, it kind of just makes everybody look not that great if you do get the complete boston g league squad then it starts to look you know a little bit better but even that you know we'd say, we talk about it a lot like matchup obviously matters but uh pricing matters more and pace matters and, and you know all of that so even if you take tatum out it's not like you're suddenly going to go from not really wanting to get to toronto guys to loving them but uh yeah it's just i think, I think it's tough to really get to a 9300 dollars siakam or an 8800 dollars van vliet here um outside of just 
you know, random tournament shots. If Trent is out, then you're talking more minutes for Boucher at 5,600. Still not the best price tag, but there's at least a ceiling there. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be any strike? I know Josh is like adamantly against this idea, but I'm not so sure I agree with him here. Do you think that there might actually be some gamesmanship or, or some strategy in teams strategically avoiding the one seed as to not have to face the Brooklyn Nets? It wouldn't shock me. I haven't really given any thought to it, but it wouldn't shock me at all. Because, I mean, why I would, would you – like, why, why why would you really prioritize getting to face potentially a really good eight seed? Right. Like, who, who's the seven seed? Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Toronto, last yeah. I looked. No, Toronto's six now. Cleveland is seven. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, and like they might not have Jared Allen. How, do the, how does this play-ins work again? It's uh, well, and, so, Oh, so yeah, never mind. Couldn't, couldn't, bro, couldn't the Nets still finish seven? They could still finish as this. They're only two games. Oh, no, they're... Two and a half. Two and a half because they're... Yeah, Brooklyn and Charlotte are... Two and a half games behind Cleveland. Huh. The playing games is a seven through the ten. I don't remember. I've yeah, it's seven always, through ten. I always forget to, and then it's it's just some weird format. But. Yeah. So the my, my best guess would be that you'll probably see teams not actively try and lose the one seed, but also prioritize having their guys in peak shape getting into the postseason right. over like making sure they lock up the one. For sure. Plus, here's here's why I would kind of agree with Josh. Here's where I would kind of agree with Josh. We just don't – we don't know where Brooklyn's going to settle in here. Right. I don't know. All I know is I wouldn't want to play them. No. Seven plays for eighth for seven. Nine plays for ten. Nine plays ten for eight. Okay, seven plays eight for seventh. Nine plays eight or ten. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, that's – yeah. I, dude, I, this whole play and shit. I mean, it's, it's, I'd be fine without it. It really means nothing to me. And it just makes me have to think. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Toronto? Nope. Okay. Hey, promo code trout. All those tools I talked about the other day, 25% off the entire annual MLB package. If you use the promo code trout, like Mike, uh, awesome.com slash promos. You could just click it and get in on the MLB top stack, top pitchers tool ownership. Uh, boom bust tool, uh, everything player projections, you name it for the entire season 25% off. If you wait till the first of April, it goes to 15% off through the 11th. So take advantage of that now. Awesome.com slash promos. Use that trout promo code. Uh, get it's $80 off, so an $80 discount for the whole annual package. Uh, Houston, San Antonio, the Spurs on the road here, seven point favorites, 236 total. Houston just won back-to-back games in blowout fashion. That's how bad Portland is right now. Uh, honestly, just waiting on the Lonnie Walker news at this point. Aside from that, San Antonio looks good to go. But uh, this game, I don't know. 
Is there any appeal here on the Santa? Because because on on the Rockets it it gets a little dicey. But like Jakob Pertl, Dejounte Murray, feels like at their prices you could still get to some of them, right? Maybe even a sprinkle of Keldon Johnson. Yeah, I think so. Um, Murray at eleven thousand, you know, two hundred dollars more expensive than Trey Young. I think they look very very similar. Good spot. Seventeen um, percent chance of being optimal for Murray. Fifteen percent projected ownership. He's just a really good option. Uh, we have him projected. Alex has DeJounte Murray projected as the second highest scoring player on the slate behind Jokic. Trey Young is third, you know, and $200 less expensive. So very similar between those two. I think I would pay a lot of attention to ownership, but I just want to get to both. Good spot for Pirtle as well. Likely to give you, you know, 30 to 32 minutes at 6,600. Those two both look very, very good. After that, I think, you know, mixing in some Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, um, th- those guys are fine, but I think the clear priorities are Murray and Pirtle. Okay. And no, it's okay. Seven plays the eight for the seven seed. And then the loser of that plays the winner of nine and 10, right? That's how it is. That's how yeah. it goes. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not what someone said earlier when I was reading and I'm just thinking no, it, it was, they just ordered it weird. No, no, they said, they said nine plays 10 for eight. That's not true. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, never mind. You're right. Stephen Leibowitz followed it up and said seven plays eight, loser plays winner of nine. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Just so we're all on the same page. All right. Do you do you think Houston provides us any value today? I I would love to say that like Shangun, if he was a, a little bit cheaper, would be viable. But even though he's coming off that huge game, his minutes still aren't like I thought this might be a guy that you'd start to see playing 30 minutes a night. Uh, in another lost season for Houston, but it hasn't been the case. You would think, but yeah, it hasn't. And it makes it pretty, t- I think it's very difficult to prioritize anything from Houston. I do think they're an interesting team in tournaments because this could easily be a high scoring game between two teams that aren't very good. Uh, Christian Wood at 8,200. Like you're not, you're not prioritizing that, but he still has a really high ceiling. You don't have to go very far back to see that. Um, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, both certainly capable of beating their respective price tags. Shangun at 5,900 is overpriced, but also has enough volatility where he could still exceed that salary. So nothing that really stands out here. Um, but if you get to a little bit of Houston, it's fine. All right. Two to go. Golden State and Memphis. This is where things get a little bit more interesting. The Warriors uh, will not be – well, Are un, it's not likely – to see Clay Thompson or Draymond Green or Otto Porter on the court tonight. So you're going to have, you know, $4,400 Kuminga popular. Uh, Jordan Poole, who's just taking every possible shot that he can lately. I still have zero problem with him at this price point against the Memphis Grizzlies. Not the greatest matchup, but it's not one that you're going to particularly shy away from. And, and, And let me just say, Adam, you look at last game, 42 DraftKings points for Jordan Poole. Dude shot miserably. He was one for 10 from three, eight for 25 from the field, but he got to the stripe 11 times. His usage rate, yeah, his usage rate along with Clay um, yesterday had to have been, I don't know, if you, if you, if you could pull it up, I would, I would love to see what his usage rate was along with Clay's. Using the add more funds usage rate, 33.4% for pool, 23.8 for Clay. Okay. I know he played 40 minutes, but 25 field goal attempts and 11 free throw attempts is crazy. Anyway, my point is he shot miserably and still clocked in at north of 40 fantasy points. Uh, You're just getting so many minutes and so much usage from pool. And now you're taking clay off the court that 
I, I have a tough time, even at 8,100, not liking him here. I agree. He's played 811 minutes without Curry or Clay on the floor this year. And, and to be clear, we're assuming Clay doesn't play. That's not official yet. But right. um, as I said, unlikely. He's unlikely yeah. to play. Uh, in those 811 minutes, 30.6% usage rate for pool, 27.2% assist percentage, 1.12 DraftKings points per minute. I mean, if you give him, say, 36, around 36 minutes, uh, that looks still, still looks good at 8,100. Yeah. It's the minutes too. You don't need to be a 1.5 guy if you're playing upwards of 40 minutes in regulation. So Right. How much do you like Kaminga and anybody else really for the Warriors today? Yeah, I think Golden State top to bottom is the most appealing team we've had so far. Um, Wiggins at 6,800, I wouldn't say is a priority, but he does have a 26% usage rate without Clay or uh, Curry on the floor this year. So he certainly at least has an elevated ceiling here. But then you get, you know, a $4,400 Kaminga. He's averaged 0.97 DraftKings points per minute without those two on the floor. He should play more minutes, assuming that Draymond's not going to play, assuming that Porter's not going to play. Um, Kevon Looney's playing time looks a little bit better at 4,300. You can certainly see more minutes for Gary Payton the second at, at 4,100. He's close to a fantasy point per minute guy as well. Um, so all three of those guys' values look pretty good. If you want to not use Looney at center, you can roll the dice on uh, Bielitsa at power forward at 3,700 playing, you know, backup center basically. So there's just a lot of pieces you can get to from Golden State. Okay. How about on the other side where you've got the Grizzlies, of course, once again, with without John Morant, uh, you know what's what what I what could be really really interesting about this game is if Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark are both out. Now I don't know if that'll be the case. We'll have to pay close attention to that. But Clark was out last game with that hip. Actually, last two games, and now Jaron Jackson is dealing with that uh, right thigh soreness. So he's only missed one game. I assume he plays, and and obviously we're gonna have him projected in right now, but. Uh, I think that's the only way right now, at least it feels like that's the only way that Memphis would become really appealing or at least. Yeah, exactly. And from, from a standing standpoint, it is worth noting that Memphis is pretty much locked into the two. They're nine games behind Phoenix. They're four games up on Golden State. Um, so I don't expect like if if it's a legit thing bothering Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if they rest him. But I have no idea. I mean. Uh, for now, I'm assuming he's going to play. If he does, there's not much that really stands out. Desmond Bain still clearly has a high ceiling without Morant, but he's also priced for it. Tyus Jones at 5,800 is still playable, but for the first time since Morant went down, you're actually getting at least close to a correct price tag. I think I had said that I thought he should be around 6K or low 6Ks without Morant, so you're finally getting close there. Uh, Brooks' salary came up a little bit to where he doesn't look bad, but he doesn't really look good. Uh, if, if Jackson is in, there's not much that stands out here if you get jackson out then clark potentially looks better um but you also could potentially just get like conchar joining the starting lineup and you know he would look okay at 3600 it could, it could still end up being a pretty messy situation but for now assuming everybody's in i think jones looks like the best option but it's kind of just you know like getting to a little bit of maybe bain jackson brooks and then jones here and there okay uh Byron Underworld, which one of you broke the big Bambina news? I looked up and it said that Osimo is the source. You guys are moving up in the world. I have no idea who that is. I don't even know I what that means. I don't know what we're talking about. Probably our side action account. But, yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea. Uh, Humboldt said, did my leftover pizza in the air fryer? Amazing. Yeah, it's a, yep. it's a cheat code, dude. It's a game changer. Yep. Have you, you, have you done the wings me, yet? 
No, I was just going to say the other day you gave me the whole like wing spiel on how I have to do the wings. You gave me the time and everything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, it's, there's like a million different, if you just Google it, there's like a million different ones and I haven't had one that's bad yet. Like I, I told you, like I, I know when I'm at my mom, she cooks them a different way in the air fryer than I do, but they still end up being really good. Okay. Humble. Would you just stand there if another man slapped you, Laffy? Um, no. It depends if you were Chris Rock, he, though? Let me be honest. It depends how big he is. Like, I, I'm also not stupid. Like, if, 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 uh, if, like, if someone that I just know is going to absolutely annihilate me comes up, my pride's not worth that much, and I'm man <laughs> enough to say it. Yeah, okay. Um, and what if you're on stage at the Oscars and Will Smith slaps you? What? Uh, what, what if you're on stage at the Oscars? Well, and you're first Chris of all, Rock. Will Smith like ran away afterwards. Do you chase him down? What do you do? What do you right? Say? Yeah, I mean, I, Chris Rock's not exactly, you know, big. No, and also like Chris Rock has a lot to lose in that situation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you and I already said we both think Chris Rock handled it like absolutely amazing. He did, uh, kind of like he set himself up in case Will Smith like came at him again, but, um, sure. He, he wasn't going to like chase him down and turn him into a brawl. It looked like he leaned into it a little bit too. I wonder if he thought like Rock was, or Smith was going to come up and shake his hand or something. Yeah. I don't know. Super weird. But uh, yeah, look, I, I know how to, I, I'm, I'm willing to, to be, uh, to, to play it on a case by case basis. <laughs> I mean, seriously. All right. Who else do we have? Uh, there's really there's really nothing else for Memphis, right? Un- until we get the news for this. Yeah, podcast. that's yeah. The, the the news matters a lot, and then even once we get the news, the starting ma- the starting lineup matters a lot. Yep, exactly. All right, one game to go before we do. Let's say hello to Breaks of God. You know, you guys know breaksofgod.com. They have uh, put you in a position where you could catch a break to have the potential to net big money with less than a hundred dollar investment at breaks of Here's how you do it. Breaks becomes the place to catch that break because it is the latest sports car collecting trend to catch fire in America for this one reason, right? You don't have to get in to these $1,500 boxes or cases and spend all of that money yourself. It's popular and an economical way for sports fans to get high value, potentially high value or rare cards without having to do any of that. You have football, baseball, everything in between, and they have what are called slot options available for under $100 so you can get in on that action. Breaks of God box breaks dramatically increase your odds of getting big money premium sports trading cards for a fraction of the cost of expensive, hard-to-get boxes. And all the cards are broken from sealed premium boxes live on Instagram, and the cards are then shipped directly to you for free when the break is over. Slots are limited, though, so act fast. And to learn more about how you can hit big money cards and get 30% off, big three zero off your first break, go to breaksofgod.com slash A30, like awesome, A30, breaksofgod.com slash A30, and get 30% off your first break. Also, make sure to follow them on Instagram at Breaks of Goad. All right, let's do it. Last one here. I think this is the last game, right, Jordan? Yeah, we're moving today. Not bad. Not bad for, for everything we talked about to kick this show off. Hit that thumbs up one more time for us if you guys don't mind. We got about 550 people watching, so would be much appreciated. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. OKC and Portland. 
I mean, my God, what a terrible game this is. Two and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, 220. The, the, the Thunder are favored without Gilgis Alexander on the road. That is how bad Portland is. No Josh Hart, no Anthony Simons, no Trendon Watford, no Justice Window, Winslow. Obviously, Eric Bledsoe's out. And what a mess. And then Darius Baisley's doubtful. SGA is already out for OKC. This is this is more than late March basketball, Adam. This is unprecedented. Yeah, absolute dumpster fire. Kind of <laughs> I know I know Greg tweeted at DraftKings and FanDuel last night trying to get him to take this game away. Um it's it's dumb. It's uh two games after every or two hours after every other game on the slate starts. It's between two teams that have absolutely nothing to play for. On the OKC side, there's a ton of value here because pricing hasn't adjusted either. So you have Pogoshevs, every every single player on OKC is less than six thousand dollars on DraftKings. Pogoshevsky at fifty nine hundred, man at fifty eight hundred, both look good. I do think that you know maybe you can be somewhat cautious with their minutes projections just because it's not like OKC is going out here really trying to win games, but. You know, still last game against Denver in a competitive game, you got 30, almost 35 minutes from Pogoshevsky, almost 33 from Mann, 32 from Teo Maladon. Those guys all look like very good values. Uh, Isaiah Roby is $5,200. He's likely to play mid to upper 20s. Aaron Wiggins is 3,900. He's likely to play close to 30 minutes and do absolutely nothing, but still play close to 30 minutes. Uh, Vic Krejci is 3,500. He can play close to 30 minutes. Lindy Waters can play mid 20s. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. The guys that I think you feel the most confident in are Pogoshevsky, Mann, Teo Maladon. Kind of a step back to Isaiah Roby. Bigger step back to the rest of the team. What an awful game. I, yep. It's going to have implications, I'm sure. It's the most important game on the slate. I know. I know. I'm saying it's going to have implications, but it is just terrible. It's like the fact that you're you're forced into just playing high, uh, getting big exposure to some of these players is is crazy if you were just let me ask you one more time and i was reading chat so if you answered it in this forum please move on uh if you had to prioritize these guys below teo maladon because he's our he's just super popular how would you prioritize him okay see prioritize the guys other below yeah, is in because price maladon's going to be first for you isn't he uh yeah yeah, yeah. a clear first so uh i mean i think he's pretty close with pokashevsky and man but okay so those um, are your big three then and then yeah just- yeah i think it's uh, uh maladon man pokashevsky are the top three i think then there's like a little gap to isaiah roby and then i think there's a bigger gap to wiggins krejci waters um I, if you're playing sar i wouldn't play him with roby if you're playing waters i wouldn't play him with krejci uh, or at least i wouldn't play more than two of wiggins krejci and waters and this is obviously the assumption that Baisley is out. He is doubtful. Right, yeah. And then Portland, Keon Johnson, I mean, that's the one guy here that's going to get you know, the bulk of ownership for Portland. Look at the guys that are, that are available to play. I mean. They have a max nine and could have eight. It's, cra- it's, it's out of control. But Johnson is sub 4K. You know, he's going to have to shoot, even if he's not good, even if he doesn't collect peripherals. What else do you have? Seriously, what else do you have on this team? CJ Ellaby uh, and guys like Chris Dunn. I mean, this is what we're working with here. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, you know, Chris Dunn moved back to the bench two games ago, came off the bench again last game, ended up only playing 20 minutes. He's 4,400. Certainly you could see 
increase playing time and and production for him, you know, especially if they do only end up with eight bodies. But, you know, with Hart out, with uh, everybody else out, like Watford out, you know, thins out the rotation a bit as well. So you could see more playing time for for Dunn just, you know, as a, a trickle-down effect. Um, but, yeah, like 4,400 looks good there. 3,900 for Keon Johnson, like you said. He's going to have to play a lot. He's not very good, but... He's still going to have to play a lot. He's really cheap. CJ Ellaby in tournaments looks fine. If you want to get to Brandon Williams or Drew Eubanks, those guys should still play a lot of minutes. They're not bad fantasy producers, and they're going to have plenty of opportunities. They're just you know mid-range guys as opposed to being really cheap. Uh, so, yeah, and then keep an eye on Greg Brown's status because if he's out, you know again, they have eight bodies. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, yeah, I, I really – I mean, this game being on the slate, like, it opens the door so you can get to like more of the players that you actually want to get to. But at the same time, it's just like, how can you build a lineup without having like a million pieces from this game? I know. I know. It's so bad. And the worst part about it is it's not even like all of these players were ruled out last night and you couldn't adjust pricing. A lot of the prices have already been adjusted on both these teams, but they still have to be in your lineups. Right. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it sucks. But here I, I'm kind of surprised that neither site did just kind of scratch this one because because of it being two hours after all the other games, it would be so easy for them to just be like, hey, you guys don't have to sit around your computer all night uh, and you don't have to worry about this stupid game. They don't think like that. But they've done it in the past. That was with Sacramento. Was with basketball? It was with Sacramento. What, late in the year? Yeah, late in the year. Whenever, like, you got a Sacramento Island game, they were just like, nah, we're good. Was that, like, three years ago? Yeah, it was two or three. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, I'm, and, yeah, it was long enough ago that I'm not 100% sure I have the facts right. And maybe it only happened once, and I just remember it as, like, a regular thing. But I know there's been at least one time where it was just like, yeah, this awful team that everybody hates is playing by themselves at the end of the night. Let's just not do that. All right. Yeah, I vaguely remember something like that. I didn't remember them doing it every time they played, though. Yeah, so I don't remember what – and, like, I don't think they were cutting them. If they were playing at, like, 8 p.m., I don't think they were cutting them out of the middle of the slates or anything. But, uh, right. yeah, Ryan Banky had a – and I was thinking the same thing. He said at least so many guys ruled out they can't do much last, last minute. Yeah, you – they have – Portland has a maximum of nine guys. So uh, there's not too much late swapping that you're going to need to do. No, not at all. All right, well, I guess that will do it for us. Uh, last question here with with eubanks someone said do we really want to play him at 7100 there's there's no watford eubanks has been a plus one fantasy point per minute guy it's against okc i honestly if you if this game does stay close and eubanks plays 35 minutes he's probably fine at 7100 yeah he's fine like i don't i don't think I mean, we already have, like, you potentially have Daniel Tice as a center value. You have Jokic clearly as, as right. a great center play. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not a price opportunity tag. opportunity cost. Right. It's not a price tag where you're, like, saying, oh, wow, I can't believe Drew Eubanks is only $7,100. But we have him with, like, an 8.5% chance of being in the optimal lineup on DraftKings, 14% projected ownership. He's just, he's a solid play. All right. Well, we're in, we're out. Nine games. Appreciate you guys hanging with us as always. Like I said, we got a ton of stuff coming up throughout the day. NBA, uh, our NHL strategy show at 2 o'clock, 2.30, sorry, 2.30 to 3.30. A 
Locks before lock at 4.30. Then Adam and uh, Adam and Greg will be back with you at 5 o'clock. Josh and I wrap this one up. Live before lock at 6. We're going until 7.30, too, with the little after show. Going to have some – that's going to be fun. I can assure you of that. So hang out with us uh, as we work through the slate throughout the night. We'll see you back here soon. Follow Adam at Ship My Money DFS. me at Lafayette underscore D. And shout out to your boy Jordan Klein for producing the one. This show, as always, peace. Thank you.